and the Multiverse. This is our podcast. We are going to be watching the show Arrow and hopefully some other DC shows uh, week to week. And we're doing this because we are friends and former co-workers who wanted to have a good reason to chat and hang out. And we're all under quarantine, so what better time than here? And now we're doing it. And say hello, Allie. Um, it's Allie. Like Aaron said, we are in quarantine, so we really wanted to have the time to chat and look into all these shows. Um, Aaron is more of the expert in this universe. <laughs> I just started with Arrow, so I'm completely new, and we're going to be going into all of our thoughts on the episodes. And yeah, so stay tuned. I think it's going to be fun because... Uh, you know, I am, I'm the big nerd, I guess. Um, you know, I watch <laughs> all of these shows. I've seen most of them before. I know you've seen some of Flash, but you haven't yes. seen Arrow. No, I haven't. And um, I've read, I'm a comic book person. I wouldn't pretend to be the person who has read everything, but I am a big fan. Uh, DC Comics were the ones that I sort of grew up on. So I have a fair working knowledge of that. Uh, so we can we can talk about that if we decide we want to or not. But you know, there's just so there's that sort of knowledge of that informs me. But I'm really excited because I love these shows, and I think it'll be really fun to observe someone getting to watch it for the first time, and then we can talk about it. And also just hearing women speaking about these shows because I love yeah. podcasts and I love you know I watch YouTube videos, but it's it's all guys, it's all their opinions. And I want to see it from our perspective. And, uh, you know, I think that'll be fun. Definitely, for sure. I'm really excited because, like, I got into Supergirl and then I started watching all of the crossovers. And I would watch the crossovers from each show, but I would have, like, no idea what was going <laughs> on in the other shows. So it'll be nice to actually be able to put two and two together now. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And that'll be fun for you to rewatch those too, because the shows yeah. are so character driven that I think uh, you'll be like, oh, I get that now. Why this person? Because uh, yeah, there are like a billion people in those crossovers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the most recent ones have just been like, it's hard to keep up. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. yeah and and uh, I think it'll be fun for us to make our way through it. We're going to start with Arrow. We're going to go week to week and then when Flash joins up with that, we'll figure out how we're going to do it. I mean, in my opinion, this might just be you and me, and if we have one person listening to it, that's cool, but it's a just a fun way for us to connect, and we'll, we'll figure it out as we go along. For sure, for sure. All right, so the episode that we are going to be talking about is the premiere episode of Arrow, the pilot. Um, this was the first of all the DC shows. So they were just figuring it out themselves. And uh, I, I really, I, I hadn't seen it in a long time and I really liked how it looked. I liked the feel of it. It was interesting to sort of see the tempo of it versus what I, you know, it's, it's done now. So it, that was really interesting to me. But uh, do you want to give your general perception of it overall and then we can sort of make our way through the episode? Yeah, sure. So um, I definitely really liked the episode. I already want to watch the second one. So I know, been, talking about that. Like, <laughs> it's really hard because I find that with these shows, they leave really good cliffhangers and they leave mm -hmm. a lot, like a lot more to be wanted, I guess you could They're say. They're bingeable. 
Yes, definitely. Like I got through the first season of Flash so fast, but um, <laughs> no pun intended. But um, I think just given what you kind of had told me before, just like briefly about it, very like minimal hints so that I wouldn't. What did, what did I tell you? I don't even remember. You said something about the mask. And so oh, yeah. like I noticed how it was like painted on him mm-hmm. and, but you did, I don't know if you mentioned something about Robin Hood at the beginning or not, like, before, but that's the first thing that I thought of when the episode started. Yeah. So it just kind of, like, gave me that very, like, running from bad guys or running from, like, from people who you don't want to kill you <laughs> type vibe. Yeah. So um, overall, I really liked it. I thought it was definitely a lot more, like, suspenseful and dramatic, I guess, than, like, Supergirl or Flash in the sense that it's it's kind of more of like a dark theme Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than the other ones the other ones are a little more like happy-go-lucky like family time like not necessarily happy-go-lucky because there's obviously a lot of monsters and things that try and kill them but this was more like I feel like real life almost because Mm -hmm. he doesn't necessarily have I mean from what I saw, he doesn't necessarily have, like, a superpower. It's just, it seemed like over the five years that he was stuck on that island, he really had to, like, learn to survive and adapt and really, like, hone these skills that normal people just don't have the chance to do because we don't really need it. So I thought it was interesting to, like, watch him come back from being dead you know yeah and like have to readapt himself into this society where everyone was like oh you're a party guy like you have you're carefree you have a ton of money but like he's actually like a completely changed person and also has to like put on this face so that people don't realize that he's completely changed if that makes sense so I thought it was cool to like watch that yeah no I think you summed it up really well and um what you're saying about it being more sort of rooted in the real quote unquote real life, I think is a, a good way to look at it because he doesn't have powers that, you know, that we've seen or anything like that. Right. Um, and this one is definitely, I, I would call it the killy one because, yeah. you know, he, there's not a lot of like letting people go. Cause in most of these shows, it's like, we can't kill anybody and straight from the beginning. Oliver Queen is just killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things uh, that it starts off on Lian Yu, which is the island that he was stuck on for five years. And right. that first scene is pretty much he's running around. And I, one of the things I really noticed about this that I'd kind of forgotten about was how heavy parkour action it was, especially in the beginning. It's like an advertisement for parkour. Um, <laughs> And uh, I've trained a little bit in parkour, very just like for funsies. I don't profess to be good at it like that. But that really, I forgot how much that caught my eye when I originally watched it. You know, when he was doing his training scene and you know that, do you, do you know what the salmon ladder is? Um, is that the one where he like has to yeah, like jump he, up that's in like American Ninja Warrior or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. so iconic, and uh, that really, that always makes me laugh, and um, <laughs> so he's he's on the island, and he shoots the arrow, and it, you know, makes the thing explode, and the people see him, and so then he's headed back. I like how they really, they get to it quickly, and there's a lot of um, 
he's doing the voiceover, but Oliver mm-hmm. Queen himself, the current version of him that's, that's stuck on the island, I noticed through the episode, he doesn't actually talk that much. Like, no, you hear the he voiceover, doesn't. but he's very measured, and mm-hmm. it seems like the version of him before this, or when he's, you know, still pretending to be that person, is much more like, party on, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And back to the parkour thing, the thing that, like, caught me the most, and I was like, holy crap, was when he, like, after they got kidnapped, him and, is his name Tommy? Oh, yeah, Tommy Merlin. Yeah. Yeah, so him and Tommy, and then he was, like, chasing the guy who, like, he had already killed two of them or something, and then he was yeah. chasing the other guy, and he was on the roof, and he had to, like, jump from the roof to, a like, a horizontal pole, and he literally just, like, froze in in air mid-air like in a tuck position with his arms down and he looked like I was like what <laughs> like how do you just pause like that and like it was just so like precise and very just like it just felt so trained and like I don't know it was crazy like I feel like normal people or like in most action movies like they're not that what's the word they're not that like precise and perfect about it it doesn't look that like as you could say yeah it was it's almost like stylized right yeah exactly so so it's really funny that you mentioned that because that stuck out to me too um it just looks very sort of i don't know it, it, it's got a very good look to it that is yeah. in parkour that's called a kong um, that's a real move people can do, and that's what it always looks like. It looks real cool, but also sort of like like a cat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it that that stuck out to me too. So that's that's really interesting. Um, so he's with Tommy Merlin, who was like his friend beforehand, and it sounds like they were both party animals. There's a there's a lot of talk about getting with girls. You notice that? Yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, yeah. and it's like when is it that they discover that, or we discover that, like, he's dating, so he's dating Laurel, well, like, Mm -hmm. five years before, but then it's her sister that he's on the boat with. Also, they look very alike. Laurel and Sarah? Yeah. Are they, like, is it the same actress? No, it is a different actress, um, and way later on we we will talk about that for a different reason but I won't tell you why now um, <laughs> okay but so yeah so he is dating Laurel but he's sleeping with Sarah behind her back and took her on this boat trip uh and Sarah did not make it yeah I thought it was not necessarily funny but like interesting how you can think that Like, because he told her, he's like, oh, don't worry, she'll never know. She'll never, like, find out. And I'm like, well, actually, (laughs) that's not true. But it's interesting how, like, life can be so, like, set in stone one way or you think it's set in stone and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden something can just, like, change change everything. Exactly. Well, and I think they do a nice job of sort of portraying uh, this these families, um, I mean, I guess Laurel and Sarah, their dad is the policeman, um, right. and so they seem, I don't think they're super rich, but Tommy mm-hmm. obviously is, and so is Oliver, and you can kind of see that in their lifestyle. They've got this big giant house, they're on this boat, the, the Queen's Gambit, 
and you know they've got all these people who help them and just I think that says a lot about you know sometimes the way people live that rich lifestyle because yeah. the father obviously knows the sister is on the boat and he's just like that won't end well but it's not like it's that weird sort of parenting I guess where it's like ah, oh, I disapprove lightly you know <laughs> right but you right. let her on the boat it's it's like it's a little messed up um but I think it's kind of realistic I guess mm-hmm. I like, mean more lifestyle yeah because like the dad probably had that sort of lifestyle too I'm guessing unless he like kind of made his way up like if he was also born into this rich lifestyle he's probably like oh that's what I was like when I was teenager when I was a young man so like he has to learn for himself almost yeah and uh you know it is it's historically more acceptable for dudes to be messing around but um so they're on the boat, the boat goes down, um, and then they're on the, the, the raft or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. him, his dad, and the other guy, I guess? And Is that, like, he's just, like, a person who was on the boat, right? Like, he's not, is he yeah. significant to the story at all, or? Uh, I do not believe so, except for the okay. fact that uh, the dad just shoots him and is, like. Yeah. And, and there's <laughs> and that, that whole Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's something that I was, like, waiting to see because in all of, like, the other crossovers, too, I think it was more of the recent crossovers that was actually mentioned. Oh. I, yeah, it was mentioned, and I was like, okay, so I know that – I couldn't remember exactly what happened, but I know that the dad, sh- like, killed himself, and he, like, killed the other person on the raft, too, but I didn't know – what the reasoning for doing that was aside from keeping Oliver alive. So Mm -hmm. it was interesting to see how like the guy was falling asleep and he like, he just had a gun in his like life vest or whatever. Like, okay. But (laughs) who knows what, what, you know, who knows what these crazy rich people are doing. He also had his little book, remember? Um, Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was crazy. And then it keeps, it keeps flashing back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. and then Oliver is back at home, and he gets to see his mom, uh, Moira Queen, and, mm-hmm. you know, the big hug and everything, and, uh, and then there's the, the other guy who she married, whose name escapes me right now. Walter. Um, Walter, good, good catch, and it's, there's, like, I think there's a lot of good, um, they, they do a lot of just, like, looking at each other, like, he doesn't, he doesn't over communicate, I guess. Like you just see mm-hmm. him, like you can see he's figuring these things out in his mind, and I like the way they've done. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that that's definitely something that ties back to him being on the island. Is he's a lot more like observant and instinctual, mm-hmm. and like I think he could immediately tell that something was going on, not only with the company because. Like, why would a guy from your dad's company who, like, is high up, like, be at your house, house. first of all? And second of all, like, when I first heard that and saw it, I was like, okay, so is he trying to, like, get rich off of the company? Or is he, like, trying to, like, is he doing something with the company? And then, obviously, him and Moira got married, which I also thought was kind of weird, like... That's pretty quick. That's just, yeah, A, it's pretty quick, and B, like, 
you're getting married to your dead husband's business partner like that's just it's kind of fishy and then the end I don't know if you want to talk about that yet or not but like (laughs) the end I was like when the guy came down and was like oh the police didn't identify who kidnapped um your son and like that and it's her yeah it's her and then Walter's there too right isn't he like Uh, next to her kind of I don't remember but it's like I think it's clear that she she was trying to figure out what he knows I guess exactly and I was like okay well because the kidnappers had asked Oliver what did your dad tell you and Mm -hmm. so obviously he didn't say anything because I mean my thought is that he's like well, because basically from what the dad said, it was like, oh, I've done a lot of bad things. You need mm-hmm. to, like, I didn't build this city. I actually, like, ruined it. You I need failed to, it. Like, yeah. So <laughs> he was, to me, he was kind of telling Oliver, you need to right my wrongs so that mm-hmm. the city can, like, be better. So I thought all of the names in that book were, like, people he needed to take care of in a yeah. way. Yeah, I think that's so, a good read on it. Yeah. And so like, the fact that the mom is kind of out of the loop, it's almost like, okay, well, did she marry Walter to, like, be more in the loop, and then, like, she found out Walter didn't know anything, or, like, I don't know, like, it's, like, this weird thing, this weird web of just not knowing, but also, (laughs) exactly, and it's also weird that you would try and get your own son killed, and, like, kidnap your own son, like, what kind of mother is that, first of all? (laughs) I don't know, she, I don't think she was trying to get him killed, I think she was trying to find out what he, what he knew, but, um, yeah, that was, that was, like, a good cliffhanger. Yeah, for sure, I was like, what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so, we were talking about when he gets, uh, so, he gets kidnapped with Tommy, because they're cruising around, and, right. um, you know, he wanted to see where, you could see it was, like, the old company, one of their warehouses and all of that. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. basically scoping out a lair for himself or whatever. Um, right. And, but you also get to, they sort of establish that the city isn't, you know, great or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they get kidnapped. And I love the scene where he's sitting on the, in the chair and he's uh, zip tied or whatever. And the guy's talking shit to him and he's all like you're zip tied to the chair and just he doesn't even say anything he just lifts his hands up and it's <laughs> such a good dramatic move and then just starts kicking the crap out of everybody um, yeah and just the way that even his sort of expression because he was sort of breathing heavy and everything then he sort of brought his head up and it was like he was calm and then everything went all crazy and I thought mm-hmm. that was that was really cool, and the way he fights is really cool. He flips that chair up and hits the guy with it, and yeah. flies around on a chain and shit. I, mm-hmm. I like the fighting style. I think the fighting style is super cool. Yeah, and also, like, when he was running over, like, the, I don't know what they're called, but, like, the boxes in the warehouse, mm-hmm. and the guy had this, like, gigantic automatic machine gun and was shooting at him, like, this in all action movies, I ask this question, but, like, how do you miss that many times <laughs> with a gun that's, like, so powerful? Like, it just doesn't make sense to They're me, like and I know, obviously. They can't hit anything. 
<laughs> like, obviously, you can't, like, kill the main character in the first episode, <laughs> but, like, it was just a one makes... episode show. <laughs> it just makes no sense to me how, like, mm-hmm. these people who are, like, supposedly trained to fight, like, just are so bad at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, listen, uh, if, if you're looking for inaccuracies, buckle up, because all of these shows, <laughs> it, it's one of those things where, you know, if you start deconstructing things, like, once we get to the Flash, you know, that's, there's so many things about that you could, you could sort of break apart. Um, yeah. You just sort of have to suspend disbelief. He's so good, you know, he's just quick, and yeah. he knows that he's, they're about to fire him, so he just moves real quick. Um, you know, it's, it's a superhero show, so what can yeah. you do? Yeah. The other thing that has to do with fighting that I, like, when he was in the office mm-hmm. with, um, I forgot the, Adam Hunt, like, and then mm-hmm. he got shot and blacks out, but then it cuts to him, well, like, it cuts to something else, I think, and then it cuts to him waking up, and he just has the bullet in his, like, in between his fingers, so it confused me because I was like, did he get shot and he pulled the bullet out of his body, or did he, like, magically, like, catch the bullet no, no, no. right before it I hit him he, like i think he pulled it out i'd have to watch okay. that scene again but i'm pretty sure he just pulled it out now he's okay he's not like magic or anything this right he's, he's the real guy in these shows i think that's mm-hmm. one of the the things that really grounds it um but yeah so there's the fight scene and then they they're back at uh queen castle or whatever mm-hmm. and that's when um laurel's dad who is why can't i think of his name right now um anyway I don't know his name but we will know his name and uh Detective Lance we'll go with that um he's questioning him but there's also that undercurrent of you know you killed my daughter I hate you um wait hold on sorry my phone is connected to my headphones too so let me just disconnect that (laughs) it like cut off what you were saying and I couldn't hear okay Okay, so we are at the point where Detective Lance uh, comes in and he's taking the report about Oliver and Tommy being attacked, and there's that strong undercurrent of, hey, you killed my daughter, Uh, and Moira's there, and Walter's there, and, you know, the whole thing is sort of interesting, and Oliver is setting up that he was attacked by the man in the green hood, except, Mm -hmm. you know, it was him, and Tommy was knocked out the whole time, so he's not helping. Uh, but I like that scene because it sets up the Detective Lance, you know, how he feels about this family. And when we met Laurel earlier, she was the same way. She was like, oh, I wish you were dead still because you killed my sister and, you know, they were dating. So you screwed my sister while we were dating and then she died and then you lived and I hate you. So yeah. it's an interesting dynamic between the Lances and the Queens. Yeah, for sure. I also thought that, like, I didn't catch who Detective Lance was at first, and then I was like, hmm, he, like, really doesn't like him. So I was kind of confused, and then I don't know if it was in that scene or, no, it was in that scene because he, like, said, he had some, like, snide remark that was like, oh, you, like, really like doing that, or, like, you know, like, yeah, you do that often really or something. Like or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I think I know who he is, but I'm not 100% sure. But also, I'm wondering if, like, if him and, if Oliver and Tommy 
had like a weird con a little conversation because when Tommy was giving his statement, he almost kind of looked at Oliver. They had a and look, and I was didn't like, they? "Yeah, they had a look," and I was like, "Either he knows that Oliver is the guy in the green hood, or has a suspicion, or they like talked about it." But <clears throat> excuse me, but I feel like Oliver just after watching the whole episode, I feel like Oliver wouldn't have talked to him about it, and Tommy was just following his lead because at the party Tommy was like oh what a coincidence that you asked to have your party here and then Adam Hunt's office got attacked and like so it seems like Oliver probably kept it from Tommy knowing that he'd catch on a little but also because didn't he say like oh like I forgot what he said but he said something that was like Tommy just be glad you're alive and like yeah. something like mm -hmm. that so I was like, he probably didn't talk to them or talk to him about it, but also he knows that there's a suspicion. So, I right. Don't know. It, I think that um, it may be in their dynamic before the accident. Tommy followed Oliver, and I think that's their dynamic. You know, they partied mm -hmm. together and all of that, but I think Oliver was the sort of the big cheese of that situation. He was the Jay Z right. of the group, you know, everybody <laughs> followed him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I, I agree with you. I think that he was just following his lead. I think they know each other well enough to pick up on those cues. But I think he mm -hmm. knows that, I mean, it's obvious. He's he's not the same person he was. And he, I think for Tommy, he's probably seeing him sort of going in and out of that more than anybody else. Like, you can really sort of see him in those quiet moments. And then he's like, ah, oh, you know, I love tequila and all of right. that. Right. <laughs> um, and speaking of which, let's talk about Diggle. I love Diggle. Oh I forgot God. how much I love Diggle. He's so good. Um, so I, I know you've seen the crossover, so you know that he's mm -hmm. sort of around, but this is his yeah. introduction. And what, what did you think about that? Well, I had no idea that Diggle was supposed to be his bodyguard at first. Like, I didn't know that <laughs> that's how it started out. So I was like, because in the crossovers, they're like friends. So I was like, that's kind of weird. But I thought it was really interesting, and I'm assuming that Oliver was kind of briefed on who Diggle was and, like, his army background or military background. Well, they talked um, about it in the car. Yeah, um, but I don't know if, like, they had talked about, or if, like... I don't uh, think you know so, how, like, because he wouldn't have gotten in the car otherwise. Like, they surprised that's true. him with it. That's true. But I thought it was hilarious how, like, literally right after Diggle was like, your safety is more important to me than your comfort. And, like, mm -hmm. Oliver just, like, was gone. And <laughs> Diggle looked back and he was like, what? <laughs> like, where did you go? Also, how did Oliver get all of those bags and everything? Because it just cut to the scene where he was walking by all the homeless camps. And oh, then yeah. he, like, had his backpack and his bag. And I was like, that wasn't in the car, but okay. Yeah, maybe he pre-set those somewhere. You're right. I didn't think about that. Where the hell did he get those bags? <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was really funny that Diggle was just like this bodyguard who does has no idea how skilled mm -hmm. the person that he's guarding is. But obviously, like Oliver can't say that or reveal that because right. then he just everything he's a would just playboy. So that's exactly yeah, that, that dynamic's really funny because it happens yeah. once more in the episode and it's. 
it's not played for laughs the same way, but it is kind of funny that he keeps getting it over on this guy. And yeah. then he goes um, to the warehouse that he was at earlier, and then we have the montage of, like, he's he does the parkour over the, the fence, and yeah. he's, like, got the big sledgehammer. I'm assuming this takes place over some time, because this I really, like, that did all that in a day. Yeah, I mean, I would assume it took a few days, but also, like, I mean, he's rich, so obviously he could, like, get all that stuff, I'm sure, but it's also kind of seemed like some of that stuff was already placed there before, in a way. I don't I mean, know, like... Maybe, but, like, so, because he breaks the the ground, and then he lowers down the supplies, and he sets up true. the computers, and then I guess he welds the salmon ladder together? Like, that wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> But it, the way that it looked to me was almost like, oh, did his dad have, like, a secret lair, kind of, with, like, I, some I computers that he was, like, added on to, or? Okay. Yeah, no, because I, I think it was, like, an abandoned warehouse sort of situation. I think Got he's it. had a plan for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he's known he was going to do something like this since before he got off the island. And so Mm -hmm. he's probably had a lot of time to figure out how he'd want to do it. So it's more of like an execution thing. And like you say, he has the resources so he can, he can buy whatever he needs. But I think, you know, he has to do it sort of on his own because he's, you know, he's like, I got to keep the secret. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And um, earlier we were introduced to Thea, Thea Queen, the sister. What'd you think about her? Oh, did they ever like? her name her real name uh I'm not sure I just know it from watching it but I'm sure they did I can't I can't imagine they would introduce her without saying her name yeah because when you just said that I was like who is (laughs) but um I thought first of all when she came down the stairs in her like when we first meet her I thought she was older than she is but then you know when she was in her room with her friend and they were in like the school uniform I was like okay so they're probably high school obviously Mm -hmm. and they're like doing drugs so more rich people shit yeah exactly so I was like they obviously have um the means to go and like get the good Mm -hmm. stuff or whatever and like that tends to be more of like what rich people do and then I thought like she was definitely like they played her off as very innocent at first when we first met her. Mm-hmm. And then you get that scene in her room and you're like, okay, so she's kind of like a rebel, but also like makes sense given the lifestyle and everything. But you don't really figure out exactly why she gets into all of that stuff until the party, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. And I was like, holy crap, like, you're right. Like, you can't blame her for like needing a fix in some way obviously like I'm not condoning doing drugs or anything (laughs) but like I understand her mindset like her mom and Walter had each other and then also like that reference makes it seem like it was a real quick like marriage after the death like yeah oh I didn't think about that but yeah you're right so like she was saying how like her mom had Walter and she had no one and her brother and father had just died like she was what 12 when that happened 
I think so. And then we also, they sort of establish, I think, between Oliver getting around with all these girls and Thea with the drugs. And then there's the really nice housekeeper woman who- I really like her. Closer. Yeah, she's great. And she, she seemed closer to him than really the parents were because they're out, parents are not setting boundaries. Thea's doing drugs. Right. Um, yeah. So I think that it makes sense that the way that she would try to deal with something terrible, like losing two parents, is the same way that they seem to deal with everything, which is in some sort of destructive way. Right. It, you know, not saying they're horrible people, but they, they're not, they're not really living, you know, the, what, the best life or. Right. They're, they're, they're not. Parental they're love that a lot of people tend to get. Yeah, I mean, because it seems like Moira loves them, but she also it seems distant or, I mm-hmm. mean, distant, I don't know, they just seem to have a certain air about them that speaks of, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't well, have a good word for it. <laughs> well, I feel like in that, like, lifestyle, it's very stereotypical that, like, if you have a housekeeper or a maid or, like, someone, like, her name's Risa, right? I think think. so so it like it's very stereotypical that like that person is the one who raises the children because Mm -hmm. the parents are off doing like their business stuff and working and everything exactly so it makes sense that like Oliver is close with her it on it it honestly reminded me of um because I just finished watching the help again for like the tenth time or whatever but I just finished watching it and I don't have you seen that movie I haven't okay well I won't spoil it but it's basically about like it's in like the 50s I want to say 40s or 50s um so obviously like slavery is abolished but people still have like a lot of black people as like their maids and stuff Mm -hmm. um and this girl had gone away to college and her mom had fired their maid but the maid is the one who essentially raised the girl and she found out that like the maid was gone and she didn't know why and she was so confused and then she found out that the maid had died and this is not like a big part of the story so I'm not like spoiling too much but it's like they were also a very like well-off family so it's very common I feel like for the maid or like the housekeeper or whoever to be raising the children and really like Mm -hmm. instilling those values in them and I think you can tell that from when Riza came and brought Oliver dinner and was like oh like you're you're like back it's nice to see you back like all this stuff and I liked her comment about um you're reading books now whoa (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and then he was like oh, like, or she said, like, oh, you're, you've always been such a good boy, and he was, like, oh, I hope so, like, not, no, he, said, he says, I, like, not really, right, or something yeah, but like she, that. Yeah, but you have a good heart, is what she said. Right, 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 and so I think that, and then he was, like, oh, I'm trying to, like, do better now, or something like that, so mm-hmm. I thought that really, like, showed how that relationship between the maid and the, the children is, like, very apparent. Well, and that's interesting that you say that, too, because it seems like she, he's not telling her that he's going out and doing all this crazy shit, but he's more honest with her, I think, than with anybody else, that he does Mm -hmm. want to 
be better because for everybody else he you know he when he saw laurel the second time he's like stay away from me i'm just as bad if not worse and i think he's doing that to protect people because he is planning to you know fully go on this journey so yeah well i mean also isn't okay i don't want to like spoil anything per se but like isn't she in one of the crossovers like in the future it's it gets real complicated with laurel um and i couldn't say anything without having to go into like a 20 minute explanation about why but yes she is and we will get there eventually okay yeah because i vaguely remember something and i don't remember exactly how she's intertwined in there but i'm expecting something so I don't know what but yeah it's it's twisty and turny and we will we will definitely get there um there's there's gonna be a lot of that because you've seen the crossovers where you will Mm -hmm. um you will recognize some people and I think that'll be fun too because you're not completely going blind into it and I think some of those discovered moments like you're talking about them on the uh the raft I think that's interesting too yeah for sure but I do think that he was definitely like he was definitely doing that to protect her but it almost like when he said it it almost sounded too fake you know like he was putting on that party guy mask again but it just didn't sound sincerely party guy you know what I mean well I think he's trying to make himself believe it too you know he I don't think it's something he wants to do like you can sort of see it on his face like he kind of he always looks a little bit sad and uh, that's really interesting. Um, and then, let's see, where were we? Were so they got kidnapped. There was the fighting, and then we mm-hmm. get to the party, um, the welcome back party. You notice it's like all girls there except for them. yes. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, my God, definitely notice that everyone's in like little black dresses. Like <laughs> boobs are out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the boobs are out. You know, everybody <laughs> looks amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And then they're in that cool venue. One of the things I noticed uh, that I hadn't noticed before in that venue, there's a moment, I think when he's talking to Laurel, they're standing near the stairway and there's this like big giant earth thing. But I don't know if it was a, um, if it was like a model or a projection, but it looked super, super cool. I think I'm going to notice more of this background stuff because I've, I have seen it. But right. it, was, it looked really, really cool. And I, I don't know why, but I just noticed. I was like, oh, that's really, really pretty. Um, but yeah, so they do the partying thing. And then Thea's there doing drugs again. And he's like, yep. you're 17. And she's like, you're not the boss of me. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, I, they sort of pepper in these like moments where he has lifted the drugs off of her. And she mm-hmm. didn't notice. So I think they're sort of like downplaying... Um, not downplay they're they're showing us his skill without being you know like i am a badass it's just sort of part of what he can do now Mm -hmm. and um and i think does diggle see that i can't tell yeah so i was actually gonna say because diggle i think now is on like super high watch like when they went to the party he was like in the back seat and they got another (laughs) driver and he's like put on your seatbelt, sir like you're not getting away from me this time but I thought it was really interesting because obviously Diggle's on high alert. So I think when he saw him go to Thea, he was like, okay, like, where's he going? But also like keeping an eye. And mm-hmm. then 
I noticed that they made eye contact when Oliver was throwing out the drugs. So I feel like he looked at Diggle and then Diggle kind of gave him a little nod while he was like buttoning his suit thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Maybe like so, a little bit of, I think it makes Diggle not hate him as much. Like there's a little yeah. bit of respect there. Cause I think exactly. Diggle probably deals with these like rich asshole kids all the time. And so for even sure. though he's probably still like, this is a rich asshole kid. There's like a little respect a little bit. Exactly. And I think it's interesting too, when Thea's like, oh, I must have dropped it. And then she, like, realizes that was all. Do you think she realizes? I think she, like, has a hint. Like, I think because... I can't tell. I think she has a hint, but she's not, like, totally sure. But also, how do you just, like... I don't know. Like, if I were buying drugs, which I don't, but, like, (laughs) if I were buying drugs... Like, I would make sure to put that in a safe place, I feel like. You know what, what I mean? I would. she's already on drugs. Who knows? Okay, well, that, yeah, that could also be true. But also, the way that they said it, I feel like, I mean, obviously, they have money, so it's not like, like, if you lose the drugs, it's not like the end of the world, you know? It's oh, yeah. not like she where some people. She didn't seem super upset. Like, she exactly. didn't get more drugs. Yeah, but also, like. I feel like your friends would also be like, um, WTF, like, where are the drugs that you just bought? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we were about to do the drugs. I'm so sad. <laughs> exactly. So I thought it was kind of odd how her friends, like, I mean, maybe they just didn't show the reaction too much of it either because it's kind of irrelevant to the storyline, but I just thought that was kind of strange. Yeah, so you I think feel like she's more like, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like she does have a tiny hint, but not too much. Mm. And, yes. um, and so the party's going on, and I think we, we forgot to talk about how his first outing as the Green Hood when mm. he attacked, um, what's his name again? Adam Hunt. Adam Hunt, good. You remember these things better than I do, that's funny. <laughs> um, and so he attacks this guy, and the guy is, um, you know, takes out all of his dudes, like kills them straight yeah. up, and the guy's like, get in the car! Um, and then Era, like, throws him out of the car and beats him up a little bit, and then he's like, send $10 million to this account by 10 p.m., and I thought it was pretty ballsy of the guy, once Era was sort of leaving, he was like, I'll kill you if I ever, like, that was ballsy. (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, Arrow, he, like, shot the arrow at the back of the car. Yeah. Like, what was it, like, less than a foot away from the guy, and I was thinking about it two ways, I was like, okay, A, like, obviously this was used to say, like, I, like, next time I will get you, not the car. like shot across the bow, yeah. Exactly. But also, like, I feel like the guy could also think of it, like, Adam Hunt could also think of it as, like, well, this probably isn't as likely, but could think of it as, like, wow, you missed, but also, like, why would he miss if, like, he's trying to get $10 million from him, so. Yeah, I, I think it was to shake him up. Um, yeah. But, uh, there was, I, I made a note about something about that. Um, oh yeah, so that, that was the first time we saw him. Did we see, I don't think we saw in that one the, the green eye paint thing, but. No, we didn't. Because the first time I saw the green paint was when he got shot and was laying on the floor. Right, and right, I was okay. like, "Oh, that's what you meant about the mask thing." Yeah, yeah. About it, and I was like, "Wait, what?" We we but. will definitely uh, I, the mask thing will eventually come up. But um, oh, one of the things at the party that I liked 
was um, the Twilight joke. I thought that was oh my so God. funny. Yes. I literally just binged all five movies. So I was like, yep, oh that's it. <laughs> because I was watching a YouTube video and they mentioned Twilight. And I was like, you know what? I should watch that again. And, and I did. And then he said that and he was like, what's Twilight? And I was and like, oh, like, yeah, being gone five years, you probably wouldn't know yeah. what that is. like, you're better off not knowing. That was super funny. <laughs> exactly. I've only ever seen the first one. Uh, it, you know, it didn't do much for me, but a lot of people like it. So, uh, you know, it, everybody's got, everybody's yeah. got their things, right? I, I mean, really I like read the Hunger all the books. Game, so, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I read all the books. So I've, like, after seeing the first, I think it was the first two movies, I was just like, well, I'm in it for the long haul. So <laughs> might yeah, as well. Yeah, you already put in the time and, you know. Exactly, yeah. But I I like, they do a lot of, like, little pop culture-y things. I think um, I am not a sports person. I am a nerd person. But there was that bit in the beginning where they were all having dinner in Queen Queen Castle. That's what I'm calling it now. um, Where like Giants. Sports. Giants, Steelers, Rangers, Giants again or something like that. Yeah. And I think he said a couple other things, but I like all the references to things that he missed. I think mm-hmm. I think that can be really interesting too. It's sort of like um, in a lot of science fiction stories, there's the the person out of time. I think that's always interesting. And I think five years, it's interesting to see what's how much has changed because it doesn't feel like a mm-hmm. lot. That's college plus one year, but it can be right. a lot. So yeah, I think he also mentioned. Obama, but not by Oh, yeah, name. we got a said, black oh, president. We a- <laughs> That's new. Yeah. And then Thea's face. Did yeah. you catch that? Yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Not in, like, a negative way, but she was like, oh, yeah, that is something that's new. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if that's – this is definitely a show about rich white people. Um, yeah. But, you know, Moira's married uh, a black man, Diggle's black, so I'm glad to see that they're, they're you know, at least trying to – put other people in the show that shot in Canada where it's going to be very predominantly white um, right. because that's important. And, uh, and I know for us, cause you know, this is going to be, this is women talking about a show. Um, I like seeing female characters who are doing more than just being like, I love you. So yeah, I think that's something that as we go, we can sort of look at and notice and that'll be interesting to go back and see because you know, I, I feel like it, this show, um, as it went along, became more diverse. But, you know, I don't want to jump too far ahead. Right. Uh, but I think the CW shows have uh, done a good job at that in general. They have LGBT characters. They have mm-hmm. female characters who are badasses, who are smart, who are strong, who are not just love interests. And if they are the love interests, they're badasses too. So, um, but again, I'm getting ahead of myself, so. um I did want to talk about the like when he infiltrated Adam Hunt's office Uh first of all when he like they were all like getting ready and they were prepared and everything and I thought it was just really funny how this like what was I forgot the head of security guy's name that guy looks so funny he was just like so cocky about how good he was yeah (laughs) I was like okay He had, like, a weird eyebrow thing, too. He looked like he had, like, a cranial ridge. I don't know. It was very... um, I don't know. It it was very bro. Like, we got this. Exactly. And I was like, okay, dude. Like, sure, sure. But then you see, like, the 
what is it called? The zip line? You see that, like, go oh, yeah, into yeah. the wall. And for a second, I thought that he was going to climb in from and, like, break the window and kill everyone. But then you hear, like, the uh, the elevator bell ring, and he literally just, like, like fights his be- way to the right door. Right before the door, like, is barely even open. Like, there's just already an arrow shot. Like, yeah. I was just imagining, like, he must have just been, like, sitting in the elevator like this, waiting, <laughs> like, all prepared, waiting for the doors to just slightly like, open and shoot at this someone. This is gonna be so dramatic! <laughs> exactly. So, I thought it was cool how that all happened, and, like, obviously the doors were closed in the office, and, hmm. like, I think it's funny how, like, he set the alarm on the door or whatever, or the lock on the door, and then all the power went out, and I was like, well, Yep. Like, there goes goes your plan. Like, everything. But it shows that he's he's thinking ahead of these things, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense, too, because obviously his dad was, I don't like, was he a millionaire or a billionaire? Obviously, very rich. Like, they're super billionaires and they own a company called Queen Consolidated. Um, that I'm not really sure what that company does. I don't know that they ever really get into it. They're just, like, a big multi-conglomerate. Got it. But, like, obviously his dad is rich and, like, had a big business, so he knows, like, okay, there's gonna be cameras, there's gonna be, like, security, Mm -hmm. there's gonna be alarms. Like, he's prepared for all of it, you know, because he knows what goes into it. He's he's in that rich elite group, so I think he's uniquely sort of set up to understand how they would think. So he mm-hmm. can outthink them. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that was really cool. And then he literally just like is shooting everyone with arrows. And I think it's funny. Well, not funny, I guess, but like how the guy, one of Adam Hunt's men, mm-hmm. like gets knocked through the doors or whatever. And then the guy, one of the guards in the office just like shoots him a billion times and then oh, realizes no. that it's his own man. And I'm like, I mean, like, part of part of it is, like, okay, you're protecting the boss, so you kind of have to do that, and it's, like, if you kill your own man in that scenario, like, it's kind of, like, mm, yeah, well, but, damn, but also, you really like, shot the hell out of him. yeah, exactly, so, and then that just left the doors wide open for Arrow, and, like, mm-hmm. I thought it was well, funny how he like shot the arrow and he it went like straight past Adam Hunt's head and he was like you missed and he was like really did I and then you see later in the episode there's like still that little thing there and he's like how does 40 million dollars disappear yeah and my favorite part about that though is the arrow is blinking like how long has that arrow been in the wall and no one was like, this arrow is blinking maybe we should like pull it out of the wall I mean I don't think it matters that it's in the wall I think it's the signal um, yeah, but it just kind of cracks me up that it's like a, it's a very prominent thing that no one yeah. has noticed. And, exactly. Um, you were talking earlier about how he was like running and that guy was shooting at him and uh, he didn't get hit, but at least he he did get shot in this, so he's not. Yeah. You know, he he's not untouchable, and they do that right. whole you know gratuitous shirtless thing early on where you see all of his cuts and he's got the tattoos oh, yeah. and shit. So. I think they're trying to really set up that he is, he's a real, he's a real guy, like, he's got his own abilities from all of this time, but he's, he's not untouchable. Right, 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 and I think 
I don't know. I feel like what I thought of when he was, they showed all of the abs and everything. I was like, they really, with all of these shows. Yeah. Well that, but also like what I realized with all these shows is they like really make these actors like bulk up. Like what's his, I don't know the actor's name from flash, but like, he's obviously like a slim guy, but then you see that he like has abs and it's like, but he's I re- still feel like pretty, he's still more of like a runnery type. He does not look like right. the arrow. No, definitely not. But like, I feel like if he wasn't playing this role, he probably wouldn't have abs like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and obviously and that's an part of acting, thing. like playing the role and getting into character. But like, I don't know. They just like make it so prominent. Yeah, I. You know what? I I'm good with it. It's I think it's part of the entertainment of it, and they're they're establishing that they're you know really in shape like he does all of that training scenes or this training scene stuff but I think that uh that is always a funny part about these type of shows it's it's a little little bit of a thirst trap which I'm fine with like there's <laughs> enough shows where guys google women's bodies and look at their boobs and make innuendos like let give give the the straight ladies something to uh think about there you go equality <laughs> equality yeah <laughs> um so then he uh, steals the money, and then we find out through Laurel at her, I don't think we really talked about it, but she works at a, she, she's a lawyer. Legal aid. Legal aid, thank you. Yeah. Um, so they set her up as, you know, the good guy and the, the bleeding heart, you know, we can do this, we can take this guy down. And, um, and it sounds like Oliver has transferred that money to all of the people that this guy has hurt. That was the mm-hmm. feeling I got behind that. Um, yeah but he didn't kill the guy he did not (laughs) but um I feel like well I don't know if he's planning on killing the guy or not I don't know if that's like in a future episode (laughs) but like I feel like part of the reason he didn't kill the guy is because he got shot and then had to leave because he was gonna get killed by the police so I also thought it was funny how when he like went down the zip line obviously like that bought him enough time to change back into mm-hmm. Oliver Queen and then like the police were like what what's his name Detective Lance he's like uh-huh. did you see that <laughs> and, like they were so amazed by what this guy just did just ziplining down and then they go over I like that. and I thought it was funny I thought it was really funny and then they go over to the party and was like you need to shut it down blah 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 and then he like also has because I don't think we know about Laurel and Tommy yet at this point, but uh, he... No, because we find out, at, like, near the end, because he, yeah. he's, he's, like, up on a catwalk or whatever. Right, right, and so you see Detective Lance walk in, and then Tommy, like, kind of goes up to him, so I don't know if Detective Lance knows anything about their, like, <laughs> on again, off again, like, but you can see there's some tension between Tommy and Lance too. And then Oliver comes in and then he's like, oh, like, blah, blah. He says another snide comment or something. Um, yeah. But Oliver, then... get, he gets there real quick. My my first thought, and um, Ali, you do YouTube videos for makeup, application, and all of that. My first mm-hmm. thought as someone who wears makeup was, how do you get all that crap off his face so fast? <laughs> definitely thinking that but I was like well I mean it's a tv show like yeah, it's fiction yeah, no. but 
I love those little things. Not realistic at all. Like, unless it's like not waterproof face paint, but still, like, you have to make sure that it doesn't stain because you'll have like green stains on your face. Like, there's a whole there's a whole thing to it. But I was like, wow, he got that off real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Not only does he have to change. He has to take it off and like, like look wipe the like face not wedding like mm-hmm. just a lot that he had to do in very little time. And like through all of this, you know, he's knocked out Diggle in the back somewhere. So like, where's Diggle at? <laughs> Who knows? But I thought that was funny how he like faked that the door was locked and then he just put Diggle in a chokehold. And I was like, but Diggle. I mean, I will say that Diggle has kept more like better tabs on him. Yes. From the beginning. Like, he's slowly catching on that this guy is not a normal, rich socialite. Yeah, I think, I think they're, they do a good job of establishing that without it being too, too overt. He, he adjusts every time Oliver changes, he makes a Mm -hmm. small adjustment. So he is one step behind, but everybody else is like, so far in another room, you know, <laughs> yeah, Diggle is right there. So yeah, I I look forward to seeing how that progresses. I mean, I've seen it, but it's been so long that I'm I'm really excited about those sort of things, like how all the characters progress forward and um, you know where they go from from here. Because now we've yeah. got uh, at the end we see Laurel and Tommy talking. It sounds like they have a very casual thing. It doesn't yes. sound. I think you're right. I don't think. Detective Lance probably knows because it sounds like they haven't really solidified their thing, um, mm-hmm. but they haven't told Oliver either, which I guess would be weird if they're just sort of doing it on the side. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but Oliver is watching them, and also, like, I guess they must have left the party together, but then it's Oliver's party, so he, I guess, left the party and put his outfit back on? Like, alright? Maybe, but also... I feel like it was the, wasn't it the next day though, probably, oh, because it? I think so, because Oliver was looking at the computer while Adam Hunt was on the phone and was like, oh, where's $40 okay. million dollars going? You. And it was daytime. Then he was looking at the computer and then Laurel was on the phone and was like, oh, if you magically get $50,000 into your bank account, I probably would not mention that to anyone. Like, yeah. just keep it but quiet. But good luck with your taxes when you file them, because oh, that is right? going to be noticeable. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of money. But then her, like, partner or whatever was like, oh, your cute friend's here. And then they went and talked. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was also weird that it was, like, nighttime. Yeah, like, like why how are they walking down a dark alley at night? Uh-huh. I was almost expecting, like, Laurel to get, like, shot in the side or something or, like, have <laughs> someone, like, run up on her and kidnap her because that's just, like, the way she was walking – you know, it just kind of seems yeah. like that was going to happen. It's but... a weird place to be walking and having a conversation with someone, especially in a city that they've established is maybe not super safe. And, like, we live in Los Angeles. I would not walk down a downtown, any alley in downtown at night, Mm-mm. even with another person ever, because, yeah. you know, it's just not a smart, safe thing to do. I mean, he's rich, so maybe he's got a bodyguard off to the side. I don't know. I don't think so, but But, that like, was if weird. you noticed... If you noticed, he always parked his car in like a weird alleyway. Like, (laughs) what is with that? Like, when they got kidnapped, his car was in an alleyway. Like, dude, that car would be gone so quick. Come on, right? That would have been stripped and gone. (laughs) 
that's what I thought they were like trying to get them for at first. I was like, oh, he has a nice car. Maybe they're trying to like take the car. Right. But then, you know, more stuff happened and they got kidnapped instead. So <laughs> Yep. And then and then we circle around to the end, which we talked about earlier, where Moira's all like, What does he know? And so she's somehow involved in something and mm-hmm. And she knew I, the whatever the husband was involved with, she was too. And I don't know. I'm. I, it's like where where's where are we going with that? Well, I'm wondering if she is involved or not, because it seems like she almost like wants to. I mean, maybe she was involved and she wants to pre- prevent Oliver from like righting the wrongs because it'll screw up the whole business or something. Mm-hmm. But also like maybe she's not involved, but she knew something was going on with her husband, and obviously the accident happened, and it was, like, That'd be a pretty too... crazy way to find out, though, like, to have him kidnapped. I, I think you're, the first one is a little bit more, yeah. Yeah, but it's just kind of, like, it's crazy. I would never expect, I would never have expected it to be her, but also, like, she's kind of cold-hearted, like, marrying her dead husband's uh, business partner like that's just like crazy so yeah okay so um so that was episode one season one um what are your if you had to have like a thought now that it's at the we finished the episode what do you think about the show where do you think it's going well obviously as you you heard in the beginning like I already want to watch the second episode it's yeah. very like Like, with all the flashbacks and everything, I think that gives good background and also leaves room to wanting to know more because you're only getting, like, a partial history and then you're like, oh, well, how does that play into everything else? So I'm really excited for this series. Um, I, like, really want to binge it, but I know that... (laughs) I can't do that unless we do podcasts like every other day. We we can always do more podcasts. I'm down, but we just don't yeah. don't don't binge more than one at a time because that'll ruin the the, the yeah talking exactly. <laughs> but it's like it's really fun. I like that it's a lot more like down to earth. Like he's a real human being, um, as opposed to like someone with powers, um, but. Like, I think that there's a lot to look into with his relationships, like, with his mom, with his sister, with Laurel, with Tommy, and just kind of, like, developing him as a character, seeing, like, where he grows. Because, obviously, like, since I've seen the crossovers, I can kind of see, like, just from the crossovers, I can see how, like, closed off and, like, serious he is. But after seeing him with like Risa and his sister he's a little less closed off and then with Laurel it seems like he wants to let her in but he's protecting her because also she's like she was obviously trying to win a case against Adam Hunt who he knows is dangerous so I feel like he knows a lot of this information that she doesn't and if she were to know or if they were to have some sort of relationship again whether it be as friends or like a romantic relationship it could put her in a lot of danger just because of her work you know Mm -hmm. so I feel like he's he definitely still has like a lot of love for her but he's trying to protect her and obviously distance himself because he was like stay away from me I'm bad for you blah 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 so yeah, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to the next episode. I think 
I don't think we'll find out what the mom wants to know entirely per se like I feel like that's gonna go on for a couple episodes I feel like with these series that's kind of how it goes like you'll get a little hint the next episode but you Mm -hmm. won't get the full story so it'll like keep building up but I think it'll be enough to like keep you wanting to come back for more you know I I hope so because uh this is our thing now so yeah keep coming back for more every week Definitely, definitely. Cool. Well, um, I think uh, for our first first podcast, this is pretty pretty good. Um, we are just going to keep working on it, and we'll adjust it and change it depending on how we feel. Um, and so it's going to learn and grow with us. And if people end up listening, that will be great. We will eventually have the um, all the social media type things. So if anybody is listening to this, uh, when we release it, leave us some uh, comments and things. That would be cool. And if it's just you and me talking and we were down the line at, you know, season seven in like a year or two and doing all these things and it's just enjoyable for us, then I think that's pretty cool too. For sure. Definitely. Awesome. Well, uh, I think uh, that's it for episode one. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you.